Hi, everyone, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. What's up? What's up? We are here to recap Your Pride is Showing. Yeah, what'd you think? Um, I... I thought it was good. The first half, I wasn't sure. And I was like, kind of like questioning, like, oh, like I was getting bored looking around. And the second half, it picked up for me. Yeah, definitely. We have James back. And that made it I mean, he's just such the comic relief. And, you know, we've always said, you know, he, he has a, a split fan group, like some people love him, some people hate him. But regardless, he makes good TV and keeps it interesting, keeps it popping. You know, like, Kind of the way Jax did in the early seasons. Like, Jax doesn't really do that anymore, so it's okay for him to go about his business. Yes. But James is really picked off. Where Jax started to taper off, James picked that up. So love him or hate him, I mean, this is why it makes the show great. Yes. So I, I agree with you there. I was thinking about, you know, as we look back on the newbies and how everyone feels and there's mixed feelings, but you know, the, the general consensus has been, it's a little forced. Um, people seem to like Dana, but the rest has been too forced or too staged, too scripted or staged scenes where yeah, mm-hmm. they're pitting Sheena against someone or Sheena's getting a crew or this Danica person. Like, like I said last week, I w- I'm all for filming Danica. Like she sounds like she's had some, fun scenes that we could have been enjoying had they been following her around. Um, But instead we just hear, you know, Lisa, Oh, you're suspended because you pushed your boyfriend. Well, how about we see that? Yes. That would have been great. So I had hope in that regard, but as I was thinking about it, you know, and then with the Max and the Brett, you know, racist tweets and problematic tweets from their past, it's just kind of like it makes it hard for anyone or everyone to love them and accept them and bring them on board and get them on board. Um, I started thinking, why didn't, why are they forcing just, okay, there's new people we've never heard of. They actually are new hires. So it's not like it's introducing new SIR employees. They are all new. Like, why didn't Dana, if she was so great at TomTom, why did she move over to Sir? Isn't that a downgrade? Um, Like, why did we need that? Why couldn't we just have the existing employees at Sir that already have that relationship and that natural segue with maybe not all of the originals, but some of them, um, let's say, or or even expand it to TomTom. So let's say Logan, um, not Logan, no, not the James Logan, but the other Logan, like he is friends with a lot of them and he is with them all of the time. He's at all the parties. He's at all the music festivals. I'm just saying, okay, there's an expansion there. Um, hey, I'll even go out on a limb and say extended, hey, Zach, probably don't for me, not gonna but he's friends with Kristen and Stassi and Brittany and Sheena and like there are people that are in Brad Brad by Brad uh-huh Janet Janet is friends with Ariana and Sheena turns out uh during this whole Dana thing Janet had met Dana and Janet is Sheena's best friend but she's also a good friend of Ariana's turns out she met Dana really hit it off with Dana even when Sheena wasn't and she was saying hey you know, you should give her a chance. 
like that would have been maybe an interesting scene because maybe a little uh, friendship conflict, like, hey, pick a side. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying that would have been more organic because a lot of these side people, Jeremy, you know, they're already tied into the originals. So it keeps the originals relevant, but it just, it's kind of like a segue to expand into new storylines of the current actual workers and not just casting because we've heard some interviews where they were casted. Mm-hmm. Brett was casted. Uh-huh. Um, I think Charlie was probably casted. Um, it, it sounds like Danica has worked there, but I don't know how long because she just graduated college. Dana was casted and she talked about that in an interview. She was on uh, Rachel O'Brien's. She was casted. So how about instead of casting, we just work with the existing material? I have a feeling, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I have a feeling that they tested to see if the viewers would accept that as bringing new people on. And I don't think that they would. I don't think we would have accepted that easily, like even worse than how these people are being accepted. But they're actual friends. So what they all tout. They're we're, not actual friends. We're they, friends just like the friends show. It's and that and Jack's that's why it works, because we are all friends. Well, some of these people are actual friends. Janet, Brad. And I'm not saying I want to see any or all of these people. I'm just saying they are actual friends that hang out with multiple cast members. And so if you want to tout yourself as we're organic friends, that's the only way it works then why not expand that to the other people you hang out with? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Um, yeah, someone brought this up in um, like a, a post or something, and they said, you know, everyone was um, rooting for new people. Everyone wanted new blood. And I was definitely part of that movement. But I feel like – I feel like um, – Evolution Media is doing something right now. They are they're testing a couple of things. They're testing to see how much we love like the OG characters and they're testing to see if we would fully watch a spin-off of some completely different show that like they orchestrate at Sir and Tom Tom. Mm-hmm. And I with what I've seen right now, I don't think that I would be tuning into a new show with new people. I don't think so either. I think I would tune in to the Vanderpump Gardens Vegas. Yes. And whether it would work or not, I would be curious just because it's a wholly different scene, location, crew, management, everything. I also think that um, like the normal viewer doesn't understand the like how Sir pump and tom tom how it's literally on the same block there's something so bizarre about that how it's like it's all right there i don't know like yeah well i I mean you would never think that like someone would would have restaurants on the same block of each other It, it literally makes no sense like in your head like it's great for a fan but you're also competing against each other and this is why no it's awesome you, for you us guys, as fans and like like holly said last week she's like i'm sorry what are we trying to believe tom and tom's role are at tom tom oh they they can't serve they're too good to bartend but why is tom bartending at sir i mean my whole theory is lisa really screwed over guillermo and 
I mean, and we can attest, we've been there. It really was dead for a long time. Um, especially when James wasn't there. James always attracts a crowd. So they try the girls' night out, but no one was consistent with that. So it was kind of a flop. So to bring in, you know, Tom's Spicy Tuesdays or whatever, I feel like that was a, a, here you go, Guillermo. I mean, not to jump ahead, but um, what do you think about, you know, Ariana getting out of the house and coming to work a couple of shifts? Well, and that's the thing. It's like, well, she's not doing, she was working on her book, but I guess maybe that was done or being like, maybe she had done most of the work. I think, what is Katie doing? Knitting. Like, I don't see, everyone else has a side gig, side hustle, real strong. I can see where you're like, oh, this is it. Now I'm just in my house. Now what? Because she doesn't want children. So the natural progression would be like, okay, now I'm going to start nesting and I'm going to gear up to have children. Well, she doesn't have that. She does need a career beyond the show. totally. And because she's a very driven person anyways and self-fulfilling person, she doesn't get her happiness from a man or a woman. Like she gets it from herself and she's probably her worst critic as well. So she definitely needs something. Katie, I don't know. I think Katie is just kind of like, whoa, I did enough. I did enough. Look, we got a paycheck. Oh, look, we got a house. Cool. Like, that's enough. Yeah. I mean, and that shows in her beauty, her pucker and pout. Pucker and pout. Yeah. Uh, Blog. Everyone keeps, look, I don't even check it. Is it unprivate, private? I don't even know. People are like, oh, we checked it. It hasn't been updated in six months. And she has a business partner, too. So, like, they both fell off the map. Like, what are you doing? And I'm not saying like, hey, it's not working. Sure, abandon it. But she's like literally sitting on the couch knitting and there's actually nothing wrong with sitting on the couch knitting. If you've made enough money to support yourself for the rest of your life and you're happy with that, cool. Like sometimes I dream about working at the Walfa house and just being like, I just want one simple job and I want to go home. And it's, but you know, the thing is, that's not reality. Like you got the stress of, I got to pay the mortgage. I got to take care of the kids. So as much as I say, well, if I don't have any of that, all I have to do is just go to work and have enough. Um, well, you see this guy in summer house, um, Oh, Minnesota guy kind of like him, but he's like, I've just, the way I was raised, he's like, now I feel like anything is a bonus. Um, if I have, you know, a full stomach and a roof over my head. Everything else is just a bonus. Mm-hmm. Whereas like maybe Katie's like that and there's nothing wrong with that. We're not all driven entrepreneurs. Uh, and that's fine. It's just, I'd be a little nervous. Like how are you going to maintain that household? Because we know from history, Schwartz isn't that driven and ambitious. Right. You know, so I, I'd be a little stressed on both their sides on um, because I don't think they're really making money from their little 5%. And Hey, here's a question. Here's something I thought about this week. What happened to Tom and Tom franchising Tom, Tom remember when they were talking about that mm-hmm. and Sandoval was like, it's coming soon, coming soon. And let me give you a hint. It's a city. You would, you can figure it out. Like he pretty much implied there'd be a St. Louis Tom, Tom, And then they were going down to San Diego for like scouting. So they were kind of implying there might be a Tom Tom San Diego, a Tom Tom St. Louis. 
you don't hear anything about it now. No. So do you think either it's a contractual issue, like Lisa's like, you cannot use my brand. I own this brand. It's a contractual. And they're like, well, fuck. Then we're not, if we can't own anything, what's the fucking point? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Because like, what is the point? If they're just, if he opens up a franchise and he still only gets 5%, there's kind of no point. He should instead let his contract run out, what, like a three-year non-compete or something, and then open up, open up like, you know, Sandy and Aries Bar or, you know, or have the Toms fallen out of sorts because it does seem like Schwartz is Jax's BFF and they're very pretty distant from Tom and Ariana's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So it's either a friendship falling out, like, oh, this maybe isn't a good idea. Sandoval's a little resentful. Um, maybe he feels like he's putting in more than Schwartz. I don't know. Maybe it's a contractual thing with Lisa. Maybe they just don't have the finances. They bought houses. Understandable. Yeah. Just wondering what happened with that. But, you know, with that, it's kind of like, how does it all fit in? And, you know, I do think he was bartending at Sir to appease Lisa, who has to appease Guillermo. Because I'm sure Guillermo's like, Lisa, you you made my business and then you gutted it. You opened two rival. And Pump does seem to be the hangout for locals. Uh-huh. Um, Tom Tom is a bit of locals and still tourists, where Sir seems very tourist yes. only. Mm. And we're going to talk about this in the episode, but the one thing, like with Jax's attitude, although at the, I've never known of any locals to like hang out at Pump except for Lisa. Mm. I don't know when I've been in there. It kind of seems like locals. Hmm. People don't have their phones out. I don't. And they never film there. Yeah, that's so, true. It just feels more like, okay, this is our nice bar for our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But we're going to film over at Sir and then Tom Tom because there's so much hype. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But jumping into the episode, just for this specific point, because that's relative. Jack's working at Sir. Okay. <coughs> LOL. But him... I'm not going to do that. Oh, she's lucky I'm even here. I'm not going to do side work. I'm not going to. And then he, the guy orders a martini. Really, dude? Really? Come on, man. On this day. Like, what is she doing for local WeHo locals that would go there? She's turning them off. She's creating a horrible reputation with a horrible bar staff, meaning him, not the others. Like, why would I go there? I would never go there. I wouldn't go there because the way I've been at certain events there, you can't get a drink. It's impossible. And then you order a drink that they feature on their like specialty cocktail menu. And then you get sass back from the bartender. Like, Lisa, what are you thinking? Like, you're you're this restaurateur, businesswoman. And I'm sorry, I'm not going into Sir to get a vodka cranberry. Right. Like, I would rather go to a dive bar and get it for $3. Okay, you know, when Julie and I were there on OOTD day, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find her, and I was out talking, oh, I was standing next to Jax as he was ripping on Brittany. This is right before they got married. He's ripping on Brittany. I'm standing next to a friend. Also, that Craig guy was there. He doesn't know who I am. And I'm like, I'm not eavesdropping. I was actually part of the circle. I was just like, oh. Um, and I'm like texting my friend. I'm like, where are you? She's like, I've had enough of this place. She's like, 
I'm next door at Mother Load. She's like, cheaper drinks, better drinks, great service. I got a great patio. And I was like, and so I finally go over there and Mother Load is in between Tom Tom and Pump. And I'm like, this is a great setup. Yeah. And you get a normal drink that's made well for a lot less money and you have great service. So, yeah. But for Lisa to have Jack's back there yelling at customers, like if Sir were to survive past when the show goes off the air, they're going to need local support. I'm sorry, if I lived in WeHo, I wouldn't be supporting that. Well, oh, I'm going to go there and get treated like an asshole? No, thank you. Yeah. So she's really screwing herself, but really screwing Guillermo and his kids' college fun. Yeah. All right. I'll shut up. I'll let you talk. <laughs> so? Oh, are we starting the episode? Um, no. What else has been going on? Um, did you watch the Oscars? Uh, I mean, I just, I just like, uh, daily mailed it. Yeah, I did not watch, but I noticed I had to like Google the Irishman did not win anything. I'm so sad about that. So you guys saw or didn't see, uh, Randall brought Jax to the pre-Oscar party because Lala was like wrapping up some film. Well, good for her. She's got a new film. Cool. Um, everyone's like, why is Jax there? I'm like, uh. He wasn't invited. It's Randall's plus one. I guarantee it. <coughs> but it looked like Lala joined him for like a post Oscar party and she had a killer dress. I guess the designers from Australia. But oh my gosh. It was so pretty. Yeah. Like ropey, but really cool. I mean, Lala is so beautiful that like she's just one of those people like she's like a, you know, um, when a, desi- a designer loves, you know, dressing that type of body, like she's so tall and so thin and so beautiful, like everything looks so good on her. But yeah, I loved the color. I loved the dress. I The texture was something I'd never seen before. It even gave me like, a, like you know, some like glamorous mermaid vibes. I don't know. It was really pretty. Yeah, it was mermaid vibes. Yeah. So I saw that, um, so Kristen is doing a podcast with Rachel O'Brien, like a live show <coughs> in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And some people were posting that Stasi announced one of her shows. Yeah. Um, and she's going to have a show in Detroit as well. A week later, and she is um, going to be having Brittany and Jax there. So some people are wondering, like, is that Sheening, um, Kristen and Rachel? Or, I mean, I get it. Like, Jax is from there. And maybe he's going to see his sister. So cool. I think it's great. But at the same time, if you only have money to get one show, they're a week apart. So that's kind of shady. Like, hmm. Now it's like, okay, I'm going to go see Christian and support our hometown girl in Detroit or Stassi. Okay, well, I'll support Christian. She's from Michigan. Oh, but now they throw in Jax from Michigan. And it's like, it's a, I hope it doesn't take away ticket sales from them because that's just because it's a week apart. I mean, these tickets aren't cheap. Like, no matter what ticket you're going to get anywhere, like, whatever, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. I've heard Stassi's are ex- more expensive than that, but. It's just, you know, we everyone has bills to pay, and that's a lot to go see two shows in a week. Yeah. Um, 
I definitely I did not take it as shading uh, Kristen at all. Um, but I am very excited to hear on our Facebook group page that um, a bunch of our listeners are going to both of them. So we will get oh, the cool. the deets on everything. Oh, that's awesome. And if you guys haven't um, already joined our Facebook group, it's a private closed group where, you know, we can share all about Vanderpump Rules and the updates. And there are amazing. It's always in real time. As soon as something happens, it's shared in that group. You will be up to date and your friends don't have to know that you're a psycho Vanderpump Rules fan like we are. <laughs> and if you guys want to email us, it's VanderpumpRulesParty at gmail.com. You can always leave us a voicemail. And if you would like us to play your voicemail, it's 805-Vander8. And then as usual, social media, Vanderpump Rules Party on Instagram and VPR Party Podcast on Twitter. And then Sarah is at Pumpers Nation on both like bachelor nation but pumpers nation we're here for the pumpers that's right so okay did you listen to stassi's podcast this week nay Mm, it was actually you know one of the ones that can get a little boring like sometimes they're good sometimes they're snooze fest it's another bow one okay so but they're talking about their house and you know, after they paid what they did, it is still a 1926 house, so they have to redo the deck. They got a quote. It's like $70,000. Mm-hmm. They want to paint. They got a paint quote for $85,000. But then Bo said, well, I think it's because we have the film crew here. And they were like, oh, they know who we are. Oh, they have money to spend. So then he got another contractor who came in at like forty to paint and then he's like, well, what do you guys do? And Bo was like, well, she's on a hit reality show. He's like, oh, you know, now that I'm here assessing things, and he went up in his price. And so they are thinking they are getting targeted for being celebrities. Oh, and, wow. And that people are jacking up the price because they're celebrities. Hmm. So, I mean, fair. I also think that um, people take advantage when they can tell that a person's never done something before. Yeah. You know, like when you can tell that maybe they've never owned a home before or they don't, you know, and that's, I I think think that's that's a lot of people that's relatable. And I think that happens and maybe she is being targeted. I don't know. I think that's a lot of it. It's just like they're, they're newbies to this entire process. They think they can do it on their own, which they are now doing and good for them. And I hope it works out. But at the same time, sometimes that kind of bites you in the ass. I don't know that they're targeted. Like definitely I wouldn't have a contractor come over if I had a film crew there at the same time, that's just not a wise choice because you are going to think, hmm, they have money. Right. Um, so he said he got some advice from some friends saying they're just renters and the owners are allowing them to paint. I'm like, I'm sorry, what renters are going to pay 50 grand, 40 grand, 60 grand to paint their rental house? It's not going to happen. That's not a great yeah. solution, but... Um, they redid their floors, all their trim. Now, I did hear some people talk about the trim, like it had this great trim already, and they just stained it a different color that didn't really go with the 1926 home. It's kind of like, I love an espresso stain, but maybe that didn't go with 
what that home was meant to go with. So yeah. you're trying to make something modern that shouldn't be modern. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know if that was, if I was Stassi, I don't know what I would do because I'd have to have a lot of help for sure because I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But, I and I am not one of those people who watches the shows either. Like my mom can oh. sit there and watch those like one after the other and exactly, I can't. No, everyone in my family, the HGTV and the home makeover shows and the blow. Nope. Don't do the it. The only one that I was able to watch was the one with um, Tarek and Christina. I forget what that flip or flop. That one was interesting to me mm. only because they were here from Orange County and it was fun. Okay. I've seen some island ones where they look for a house on a certain. Oh, budget. yeah. Like a I vacation mean, home or something. Or they're going to move from their, or they're their home in there. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to me because it's a whole lifestyle change and con- yeah. like country change. And it's like something like they've saved up for their whole lives. Like they're finally able to like I I really, say, really like want to live in Maui. That's like my yeah. dream. And to think that I have to retire there, like, makes me, like, it actually, like, I almost, like, feel like crying. Um, And I've many times had the same dream like you. When I first went to Maui, I went to Maui when I was 10. But when I went again with Chad, I thought, I'm not going back. I'm going to work in this little, there was, like, a little restaurant. And I'm like, I will serve coconut pancakes every (laughs) morning to stay here. Yeah. Like I, I can do this and then I will be on the beach the rest of the day. And I, I thought, okay, this is, this is my life. It was before I had kids. Like I was like, I, I am good with this. Yeah, I agree. Like a lot of these, like, cause Maui's not a, a fuck it country where you like, okay, I did enough in my career. Let's just fuck it up. Get a great place in Costa Rica and you can just live. Maui is very expensive. It's but, like, yeah, it's like here. But I had the same thing when I went to a place there. It was actually a, we battled through the road to Hana, but finally got to the estate <laughs> and there was this chick there that, Oh yeah, she was our uh, server. She was also like picked us up in the golf cart. She also, I think was our concierge or she was also at the pool <coughs> and we talked to her and she had like a whole corporate life, which, you know, and I was like, and you just, she's like, I just couldn't leave. I fell in love with it. She's like, this is enough for me. I'm like, then I can do this too. Like if you just, and you're happier in your job, then it's all relative and it doesn't matter. You don't need the things that you do. If you work a miserable job, I think, you need things. I think that's what, like what Maui does to you is you, you're amongst like such beauty that you start questioning why you are, you know, doing what you're doing. Like, why are you putting in those hours? Like, what are you trying to earn with working that much and not watching every single sunset. Mm-hmm. Like, is it worth like, it? Or would you rather just like live and like be in the moment in this beautiful, yeah. like, I don't know. Like I, Why are you I still have like a McMansion. Yes. I still have very strong feelings about it. <laughs> I do too. And I'm, I'm yeah. Often ready just to be like, wait, what's actually important. And yeah. yeah. Like how, you, how many days do you have? Like, where do you want to spend them? Okay, the only other thing on that podcast was they were talking about the Super Bowl and they loved it and I loved it. The the halftime show, loved it. Um, I've always loved Shakira. J-Lo, I'm like, I just, I admire her. I think, you know, just, she's just such a role model for her age and everything she's done and has a positive attitude. She has family. She's so fit. 
but they were talking about what if like they should go on tour but they should also bring like other powerhouses like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and Britney and um and then Bo was like well Madonna he's like no well no she she can't be part of it because she's not a dancer because he was saying you know they're all such powerhouses like they sing they dance they do everything and she's like, oh, and Madonna. Oh, because they were saying, oh, Kesha. They loved Kesha's show, but she's not a dancer. So, no, she's not going to be part of this super mega diva star. And they're like, oh, it would never happen. No one's ego could get past each other. I'm like, hello, it already has happened. It was called, like, remember when the divas got together? It was like yes. Celine Dion and Barbara Streisand and Mariah Carey. And yeah, that was a thing for a while. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Bo, A, it has happened. And uh, more importantly... You guys saw it on my story, those of you that follow me. Um, yeah, Madonna. Watch like J-Ho. J- J-Lo. J-Lo. <laughs> started as a dancer. That was her thing. She was a backup dancer. She was a video dancer. So mm, don't say Madonna's not a dancer. Really bothered me. Hmm. Ignorance. He was very, like, I don't know. I guess sometimes I'm just a little over bow. Yeah. Uh, bone. My name would be Boner up the ass. <laughs> uh, didn't land. Didn't nope, land, Bo. Nope. All right. I think that's all that's really happened on social media. I mean, do we want to let's let's quickly address um, what happened in our group this week um, about talking about the Oscars? So um, there was. You know, their outfits were posted, the dresses that they were wearing and stuff were shown in our group and we were talking about it and there was um, some speculation about Brittany being Brittany being pregnant. And I just wanted to talk about this because it's been getting a little bit out of hand in our group. And I don't know, I just want to say that I thought people were making some really valid points in there about, you know, that we shouldn't do that. Um, so we have we have updated our guidelines and we're going to be more careful about that. I just thought we'd mention that. Well, I think here's the difference. No one and you guys know us. We never body shame because like, hello, I would love to have any of the cast members bodies. And that's just gross anyways. Even if I had their body or a better body, a wooden body shame. That's gross. We comment on style choices and personality off the show. Yeah, that's part of recapping. Um, Speculating on a baby bump is not fat shaming. It is because they have said time and time again, we are starting the day after the wedding, we are trying to get pregnant. They have recently since retracted that, but we don't know what's happened in the last six to eight months since their wedding. Um, they were both trying very hard and now they say they're doing a pregnancy pack and they're going to wait till all Lala and Stassi's weddings are finished and they're all going to get pregnant together. And hopefully that works out for everyone. Um, it's more because those guys said it on many interviews, podcasts, e-news. Yep. We're trying as soon as we get married, we're going to start trying. So that's the speculation. Yeah. Um, and I think nothing to do with our body. Totally. And, and I think people that like are like really listen to the podcast get that. But I think that sometimes it gets lost in translation in the group because, you know, we all get going and 
I have seen some comments that like are very unacceptable. Um, so yeah, just wanted to like clear up like where we're coming from with that. And um, thank you so much to our moderators in the group who do such a good job. You know, just like you guys, like we're Sarah and I are super busy. And sometimes we cannot monitor each comment that's being made. But I mean, just know that Sarah and I are very um, aware of fertility issues. I've gone through my own fertility issues. Sarah was there with me through all of that. Like we each, I mean, so it's nothing like that that we would ever shame anyone about. Um, so hopefully yeah. that clears things up and thank you so much to everyone who reached out to us and, you know, politely said that they thought that some of the comments were concerning. That's what I'm so proud of our group about. Like anytime there is an issue, like I'm so just proud of how everyone handles it. And for the most part, like we can all hear out everybody's, you know, ideas and we can come up with something. And I feel like it's a really safe space. So when it does kind of get attacked for, you know, maybe, you know, people saying that it's not nice or whatever, like I think it's usually just a misunderstanding and usually we can fix it right away. Yeah, because so. if someone says, oh, I think maybe it's a baby baby bump it doesn't mean that person is coming from the intention of oh they're calling her fat or something it's like that when did that change and but it, things get twisted yeah so and we it, just yeah, want to like we can all still speculate it, it's just yeah. And um, I also, yeah, and I also think like, we, you know, we can't regulate everything. It's that would just be crazy. So and it is fun. Like you guys were watching a reality show, like a, kind of a, a crazy one, you know, where we're already crazy for watching it in the first place. So let's not judge each other for how we view it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, I want to say happy birthday shout out to Lisa M. It is actually tomorrow, which you'll hear this today, February thirteenth. Happy, Happy birthday, Lisa M. And uh, last week, Sherry W. February sixth. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, um, you guys! If you haven't posted in the group on the birthday thread, um, just start a new one. Um, I did record everyone that was on that original one, but. If you want to hear your, you know, birthday shouted out, just reach out or email us or DM us or leave us a voicemail. Yes. Cool. All right. So we're ready to get into the episode. I mean, I mean, obviously, I know we've gotten into a little bit of it already, but let's go. Let's get in. Okay. So wait, before we do. Oh, we should talk about our one of our sponsors. Okay. So you guys heard us last week talking about every plate. Um, it is an affordable meal kit delivery service that's less expensive and healthier than takeout or delivery. And it's really provided at a lower cost. So here's what I like. They have a good variety of recipes that are really simple to make. They don't take a lot of time and they portion out exactly what you need. So what I do all the time is I either overbuy ingredients, you know, you just like, oh, I'm not sure, or I'll make the rest later, which I never do, and it goes bad, and I have to throw it out, and I feel wasteful. Um, or you don't have a choice. You know how sometimes you get a, like a bag of broccoli or something, and it's like, okay, I don't eat all of this. Or like my problem with bread, I wish I could buy half a loaf of bread, because I never use the whole thing before it dries out or goes bad. Like, 
the, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was when they started selling eggs in six packs instead of 12 packs because I wouldn't go through that many in before the recommended yeah, expiration that is, date. You're right. That is an amazing new um, thing. So I wish they did that for other foods, but bread was always a thing for me. But I was just always finding myself throwing away ingredients that have gone bad and I feel guilty about it. I feel wasteful. Uh, but with every plate, they send you what you need exactly for that meal. So it's more efficient. I really think it's eco-friendly. I don't feel wasteful. Um, Not to mention I'm saving money on buying like more groceries than I actually need or use at the time. Like sometimes I have great intentions. I'm going to make chicken and broccoli and then I have, oh, I'll buy a lot of broccoli because I'm going to eat that tomorrow and the next day. And then I don't. And so I paid more than I need to and I don't even use it. And then I feel wasteful throwing it away. Yeah. But also the fun part, about every plate is I get to try dishes I've either never tried before or I've even haven't heard of before. So one of the meals I prepared was a banh mi bowl. I've heard about it, but I didn't even know really what it was. Um, But now I know what it is and I know what it tastes like and I know that I like it. Um, So that was a, that was a fun little uh, thing about it. It's kind of like a, Think about it in Vanderpump terms. Katie Maloney's word of the day. <laughs> yeah. If meals, if it was meals instead of a word of the day, expanding our horizons, cool. We get to try something new without a huge commitment. Um, we know we're going to be satisfied. That's fun. I mean, for someone who doesn't know how to cook me, it's very helpful because, for instance, um, the other day... Um, I wanted to make lettuce wraps. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know how to, like, I didn't know how many lettuce wraps I needed. So I ended up buying like this package of, you know, what kind of lettuce is that called? Thank you. And it came with like a trillion stalks of it. So it's like, how many do I get off of the thing? So it's nice. I like how this has like. You don't know how to cut it. It has like what a typical person makes for, like, I don't have to wonder when it, when the recipe calls for something, how much, because that's like uh, for someone, a beginner cooker, that's like a very, um, yeah. You know, it's intimidating. Like, I don't know yeah. what to do. Great- I don't know what pan to use. Like, uh, what what is this? Yeah, exactly. So I like it. It's it's not intimidating. It's easy to use. And it's um, always family-friendly things that um, no one complains about. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like, I noticed, um, you know, I got a couple meals, that things I hadn't heard of. But then also, like, kid and family-friendly things like tomato, basil, tomato linguine they had sloppy joes and like tacudillas that's fun for kids like that's an easy sell on kids but also adults are like mm, cool yum yeah like feeling so anyways you guys every plate offers an affordable way to enjoy a fully prepped and sourced meals at a low cost right now you guys can get three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code VANDERPUMP3. So that's three weeks of meals at $2.99 per meal. Like really when you think about it, that's like a cup of coffee or like less. It depends on what kind of coffee you get. Like I get drip coffee. So yeah, it's like a cup of coffee. But like if you get a cappuccino or something, that's like two meals. So $2.99 per meal for three weeks. Go to everyplate.com and enter code VANDERPUMP3. All right. All right, let's get in the show. Okay. 
So I was grossed out initially because I see maybe an unwashed Schwartz smelling clothes and saying, oh, Bubba, it's like five day old uh, laundry. It has BO on it. And at first I was really grossed out and I was thinking, ew, your clothes has BO and you're smelling it. And then I realized I'm really throwing stones here because I'm kind of famous for like never unpacking until I repack again. Maybe because I'm constantly packing and unpacking. Mm-hmm. But however, if I was in Miami and doing beach clothes, you know how they're, or Hawaii, you know how you do get that like kind of beach moldy, mildewy scent? Yes. And that's what he was kind of describing. I'm like, no, that should I take care of. Like I've gone to the spa and I put my suit, my wet suit in a little plastic baggie and I come back and I have forgotten it like in my beach bag or my car. And then I'm like, oh, so I really make a conscious effort as soon as I get home, make sure that wetsuit is out yeah. of the bag and not a breeding ground. But his yeah. little scene, I was like, oh, it probably does smell. Yeah. When I saw him, I, I like almost, I was like, ew. Like, like I, oh. I, yeah. <laughs> Just because it's him. Like, I don't know. It really bothered me. But it was also, I also found myself saying, Holly, why is this bothering you? It's because it was relatable. It's relatable. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't hang my... Like, Chad gets so mad at me because I I actually truly enjoy... Like, it gives me pleasure to take off my clothes and throw them on the ground. Like, I, I it doesn't... You know how some people are like, oh, I can't go to bed unless my stuff is hung up and everything is put away in my room. That's not me. I actually... It's not me at all. I don't... Like, I feel like... I get such pleasure of coming home, <laughs> taking off my pants and my shirt and throwing it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it. It, and so sometimes when I am getting ready in the morning, I'm like, oh, I wore that like five days ago. Let me check it out. I don't think that I sniff it. Like usually I'll know if there's like a problem with it, but I was finding like, I, I was relating to him a little <laughs> bit. Are you a bed maker? Uh... I used to be. I used to like fully be like a psychopath and that's because that's how my parents raised me. Like I could not start my day without making the bed. Okay. And then I met Chad and he never makes his bed. Like he like he'll like use his bed throughout the day. Like a lot of it, the mm-hmm. things are focused around the bed. He watches TV and be- or whatever. And like, and seeing his bed, like a mess, like the entire day, like really stressed me out in the beginning. <laughs> and now like, I kind of get it. And so, yeah, um, I've, I've always fully adopted that. I, I don't get the point of making it, but unless you got, everything's balled up and you kind of got to straighten shit out for the sheet to not be like, the wrong way and you're like oh where's the rest of it it's oh like- no everything like before i go to bed everything has to be like tucked tight back in oh tucked in yes oh I, <gasps> my corners have to be in this is when we've traveled and you're like what are you doing and i'm like the first thing I when do you pull- in a hotel. no you can't pull it too far out i pull it all the way out oh god no 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 i no, can't no. have my feet trapped no. they have to be loose i i like it tucked at the end at least oh, like god the- that's my worst fear why? I think we've experienced this when we traveled. You know what? I, I never noticed that we were having that pull, but <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, we we did. Yeah. There's a couple of people that I've traveled with that um, some people like it the way I like it. Some people like it your way and I can't be trapped like that. I need free flowing, loose feet. Yeah. I like to really be like snug. Snug as a bucket yes, of rug. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Well, I don't. <laughs> I feel like claustrophobic and like, let me free. Anyways. Um, okay. Well, moving on. Yeah. So Sandoval <laughs> arrives over to Katie and Tom's with their pride outfits, which Tom Schwartz is later like, they're really like spacey. I'm like, they're not spacey. Like they're not like, what was that like Croft? Like just because it was like a white suit. Like, is that where he got that? It was like space. What's the, you know, like, you know, land of the lost and all that. But then there's like the, the space suit peanuts or something lost in space. That this was more like Elvis and I'll I throw would, out evil Knievel, but you probably don't know who that is. No, I do. I don't know what the thing was. You just said before that Elvis. No, Presley. No. Like what were you talking about? Like peanuts or something. <laughs> what the hell is that? You never watched Croft Superstars? No. So it was Saturday morning cartoons, but they were like, some were cartoons, but some were skits like with real people. Okay. So you never heard of the Bugaloos? The Bugaloos, the Bugaloos. No. in the air and everywhere, flying high. Okay, how about Electra, Woman and Dinah Girl? Uh-uh. Nope. Lost in Space? Nope. Uh, peanuts? Nope. Uh, well, Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Michael, I, Will, and Holly. Yeah. On a routine expedition. Okay. Land of the Lost was part of the Croft Superstars. Okay. And so in any given Saturday morning, I think Croft had like a two hour. You would see, they they probably had like eight to 12 different uh, skits, but you would see like, you wouldn't see every skit every week. It'd be like, okay, this week it's like four of them. Okay. And they'd be like a 20 minute segment quality tv i actually highly recommend you buy it for uh ronnie and daisy okay it's good good tv all right um i wrote in my notes here that this in this moment and the way that these outfits were this is where t sandy shines mm-hmm. this this is the outfit was awesome. It was, and I, I thought this is one of the best ones he's ever put together. I thought they looked great. I liked it head to toe. There was so much detail. Um, I loved the colors. I thought it was vibrant looking. It was perfect for pride. It went, it was on theme with their brand of Tom Tom, but it was also fun. I thought he did a really good, sometimes I think he's like a little, like his stuff doesn't make sense. This right. one I liked. Uh, no. I love this one. And I loved when they walked into Tom Tom with that music. Whatever that music was, I fucking loved it. Me too. It was like, what? And it did, like, I got where Schwartz was like, I feel like Freddie Mercury, because it was that kind of moment. Yes, yes. I mean, I don't know. I, re- I really want to know where that music is from, because I kind of yeah, like it. Yeah, they need to play more of that. It, I mean, it was a lot better than it, the stupid stuff where it's all... More of that, oh, at the stoplight, girlfriend, you're not yeah. my girlfriend. Don't give up, <laughs> keep your job, waitressing. <laughs> Oh, wait, now there's a scene about maybe losing your job. <gasps> coincidence? Yeah. Is that a coincidence? Or did we place that song perfectly? So T. Sandy and uh, Schwartz are, you know, trying on their outfits. And Katie's like lacing up um, Tom's shoe. And they bring up James DJ. Oh, wait, Katie's like, yeah, Bubba. I like it. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> But yeah, James is drinking like, you know, they're worried about it. But then Sandy's like, yeah, but he does bring in a good crowd, dude. Like he, he has a following. He's Yeah, following. He brings the energy. And that's absolutely right. It is right. Um, now, 
I have a question of the week for everyone, and I'm going to post this in the group everywhere. We'll post it all across the board, social media. What type of music? Um, Kate, Katie said that if it was her choice, she would not have chose DJ James Kennedy to DJ at TomTom. Tom. What type of music do you think that Music Kills Kate would choose for uh, Katie Maloney Bar and Grill? Um, cranberries. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. Maybe some... Um, I like Alanis Morissette. Basically like the Reality Bites soundtrack. Oh, I I like all of them. I'm just saying I know Katie. Um, pretty much the Reality Probably some Soul Asylum because she's not real into grunge like she thinks she is. So she doesn't know the real grunge bands. So she's going to go like a little surface level, like a little... Uh, She's like a Matchbox 20 kind of girl or like, you know, like when someone says Nickelback and they think they're listening to like heavy metal. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like that. Like, and again, no shade to Nickelback. I really like love singing, singing along to some of their songs. Sometimes I'm like, I do. I love Photograph and I love Rockstar. Sometimes when I'm driving <laughs> back from Vegas and I just like put the radio on because I like to listen to like the actual desert highway stations to like bring me back into the day and i'm like oh found a channel you know i'm like scanning 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 nothing's coming up i'm like oh found one i'm like oh here it is it's like the nickelback channel and then like i'm listening for like five seconds it's and i'm all, like it's all found out about you like i feel like they always play that on the station no it's it's never that it's uh, i'm like oh yeah it's it's yeah counting crows or um nickelback but no the one in the desert is you know, look at this, Jesus. And then, and then like five seconds in, I'm like, ah, damn it, I fell for it again. It's a Christian rock station. God damn it. You know, oh, like Danny Gokey. And oh, yeah. You know how they try to sound like like Chris Dowtry or something? Like, they do sound like that. They sound Sarah. like that. And then- Christian music is really cool now, so... <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. I do listen to it and I get fooled and I'm like, I mean, I'm not fooled because it's not like it's going to kill me or something. I'm just like, damn it. What, where's my photograph? I was I was hoping this was a good old Nickelback song. <laughs> but hey, I can say it because I can appreciate a song or two because I am a like, diehard Guns N' Roses fan. Okay. So I got my cr- street cred there. All like right. A, a lot of street cred. Julia's got a little bit more. Yeah, she does. Like more than street cred. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, okay, where were we? Um, okay, yeah, so that's my question of the day. Let's all weigh in on what we think Music Kills Kate would feature in, you know, Katie Maloney Bar and Grill. And, like, who's the other chick? Um, so besides Cranberries and, like, uh, the ones... I feel like she may also, like, like the Veronicas or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but also who's the chick from Malibu? Oh, Colby Clay. Oh, I, yeah. Like... Mm, that might be too like no that's not positive for her yeah that's too positive yeah i take that back sorry um what's the oh god why can't i think let's do a poll like what's that what's that girl's name um she was like super popular in like the 90s lisa that's what i'm lisa Loeb. yeah Lisa. that's who i was trying to think of i was like i was thinking lisa Loeb, but i couldn't think of her name and what's the song yes never said i want to that's it that is what she used to be playing along so. with all the love. She'd be playing Cranberries and Lisa Loeb 
Also, Lisa Loeb. Also on the Reality Bite soundtrack. You ought to know. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, let's make a playlist for Kitty Maloney's Bar and Grill. Maybe we'll open. I mean, if if I was if I was like channeling Katie right now, I feel like she would say, "You guys, that's not what I would do. I actually find really talented bands, and I would feature yeah. them." That's what she would say. Is that what James? Was she has a good ear for it. She has a good <laughs> ear for talent. Okay. Well, that's what Kaya said about me because I would pick these bands in Seattle and tell her about them in New York, and and they become famous. Yep. She and she'll still say it to this day. Um, so I feel you, Katie. Uh, music kills Sarah. <laughs> it really does. We got it. I got you. Maybe we should have a podcast together. Katie, reach out. <laughs> I would. Holly's fired. Live for that. I will step down, Katie. I will gladly. Whoa. Yeah. What'd you think about? Uh... You could have our built-in following. <laughs> Well, and I have a lot of grunge band stories. So, is like when we talked to Jeremy, he was like, "Like it's lost on Jeremy because he's like a lot younger." But he's like, "Dude, Sandoval would love your stories." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure he would." So, there you go. I'm sure Katie would too. Yeah, we got a lot of hands-on stories. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so. Okay, next we go to Villa Rosa. Um, and at first when she said we're making posters for Pride, I thought they were doing a photo shoot. And I thought, why are you choosing these like white hetero girls? Well, LGBTQ has nothing to do with race. But like, where is Jesse? Like, okay, that's another person I thought they could expand upon that could build like uh, chime in with Lisa's brand of being, you know, she got an award. Did you? Remember last week she got an award for LGBTQ supporter and yet none of her cast is in that community except for now all of a sudden Ariana. Not all of a sudden. She's just now claiming it. But like, where's the expansion on Jesse? He's worked there for years. (coughs) But anyways, it turns out it wasn't a photo shoot. It was a craft project. Which I was like very confused about. Why would Lisa want them coming to her house to make posters? And like, why would you make like crappy posters on poster board for the parade? And like, why at her house? Yeah. Like they're literally sitting at Villa Rosa amongst the swans with Sharpies. Like making cheer signs. Yeah, like literally high school um so (coughs) sheena and brett show up and it's danica and raquel i was i was really excited to see raquel there though it made me happy like she's really getting in the mix and she's a pleasure every time i see her on my screen Mm -hmm. um and while they're there, Lisa cracks a joke about um, James being drunk. She's like, well, don't get drunk with your boyfriend, you know. Um, and Raquel didn't really appreciate that. Which, yeah. Lisa also poking fun at Sheena for being jealous of Dana. Okay. Yay. I've been waiting and waiting to talk about this scene. What did you think about this? Like, what was your... Because when I saw it... Um, I didn't laugh like I normally do. Now, I 
I am a Sheena laugher person. Like I love it. I I wouldn't go as far as saying that I'm like Stassi where like I wait for her scenes like that. It's not like that, but I do really love a good Sheena scene. And so when this happened, I have to tell you, I didn't laugh. I didn't smirk. Like it was not entertaining to me enough to like have any emotion come out. Something was very off about this scene and it it felt very authentic on the editing side of it. And I'll tell you why. The way that it repeated and the way that they made her repeat herself so many times saying, um, I, um, what, what was she saying again? Why can't I think? I'm not right jealous. Now? I'm not jealous. Okay. Yes. I'm not jealous. She's not like that's, she basically said, I'm not jealous like 15 different times and they edited it to make it seem like she said it 15 times. When in fact, like not to burst anyone's bubble or anything, but in fact, what they're doing is they're filming it over and over again, and they're using what she's doing each time as like leverage against her, which I thought was super unfair. There's no way she said all of those things the way she did. She was basically just saying it different ways, trying to get the take to work. And it was so obvious that they did that. And another troll montage. To me, it just wasn't funny. Like it's funny when... Like the Rob hangs the TV in seven minutes. That was funny. This, it just... It, they're just redoing the same fucking scene, like everything. Like, oh, they're making Sheena be the bully like Stashi was. Um, they're just redoing, oh, people got a laugh out of the Rob montage. Let's do the same thing. He's my best friend. He's my best friend. I'm jealous. I'm not jealous. Like, they just keep recycling the same shit instead of focusing on other more interesting new shit. But I, it's just, I guess what makes it not be funny is they start out and like she's very strong in her conviction saying that she's not jealous. And then they make her do the scene so many times that she tries it emotionally too, like to see which one they want. And they keep that. And that is like, it, it just made me like... It's kind of like Annoyed. theft or fraud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just felt so inauthentic. And I was just like, this is, it's not funny because I see what you're doing. Yeah, because we have been there at, at shoots where there have been arguments on the patio with the witches of WeHo and Sheena and Lala and whoever's involved. And then we've seen them reshoot it and reshoot it. Much of what we heard at like Stassi's book signing, it was shot five times. So... We don't see them showing Stassi lash out five different times during her five shoots. Exactly. And um, Jerry. Yeah. And I think that if you look at all the different ways that she said it, like she should like be given an award because she did it differently each time. And each time she like gave something that was very interesting. So I actually don't blame the editors for doing what they did because it was interesting. And I have you seen anyone else do anything interesting this entire season yet? Because I haven't so far. It's going to Sheena for giving us the most, the most of something to work with. At least she's giving us something. Yeah, and she knows what they do to her, so she's still giving it up, knowing that they will take advantage of her and troll her and montage her, and she's still giving it out. You know, Stasi goes on all the time how she's the producer's favorite because she's prompt. She's on time. Okay, like, I feel like Sheena is very professional and has had to be very prompt. Um, I've never known her podcast to be late. She was never late for her show in Vegas. Like, I feel like... I don't know who's late. Are you implying someone else is late? 
whatever. If she is a late person, she's actually delivering and giving up herself, knowing season after season, these guys still continue to troll me. I always make fun of me, but I'm still going to do it because that's just what that, I guess that's my role now. They can count on her. I mean, I, I think that I, I'm sure that, you know. Which they should have counted on James Kennedy, too, because they wrote him off and like what they schooled him. No, you punished the fans. Yeah, you did. And you lost actually a lot of fans. A lot of list, a lot of viewers as a result of your manufactured storylines. Like, like, give us the loose cannons. Give us the people that bleed out. And by bleeding out, I don't mean um, showing up early. So Sheena has her meltdown and then she storms outside, you know, after talking to Lisa and she's frustrated. So she's sitting at the table and they're making their posters and um, Raquel mentions, hey, by the way, like, are you coming to get your hair done tomorrow? Um, because I invited Dana. Like, I didn't realize there was still like such a thing going on between you. Sheena's immediately like annoyed. And the way they left it at this at the table, I thought, wow, they're all going to be there. This is going to be really awkward while they're getting their hair done. And then Brett said something to her, which I thought was like pretty wise. He just he um he's mentioned he's like, you may need to like put some action behind your words because you're saying everything that you're, you know, but you're it's just not being backed up by action. And I thought that was actually a good point to her because she does say a lot. And I don't know that she always backs it up. Yeah. So she pulled her side later and like did get emotional and did kind of explain the situation she was coming from. Like, I mean, Dana wasn't having it. She was like, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm emotional. I'm hormonal. I'm getting my eggs frozen. Like that's a hormonal thing. And like, and Dana was like, yeah, well, I have my own shit too. <laughs> she yeah. shut it down. Yeah. I liked that. But, Here's what I didn't like when Lisa was schooling Sheena and being nice to Dana. She does. She feels very uncomfortable, like she's being ganged up and bullied against. And I thought, because of you, Sheena, I'm like, Sheena doesn't even really work there. She keeps her shifts because she's the only one that is like loyal and keeps her shifts to like be loyal to Guillermo and Lisa and whatever. But she's not actually working there day to day, like Dana has said. On a recent interview, she works, she serves three days a sir and bartends two days at Tom Tom. She's actually working there. Sheena's not actually creating an like unfriendly, hostile work environment. I mean, unless she's pulling the whole crew and ganging them up against you, sure. But Sheena's not there three times a week, Dana. She's not even there once a week. Yeah. But still, like Dana, I mean, she didn't, um, I like that she's like, hey, I got my own shit. Like, because Sheena was getting emotional and crying. And so I appreciated that moment. She explained herself. And and then she also explained what she said on her podcast. You guys, I really encourage you guys to watch the or listen to the Shenanigans podcast, um, specifically when Ariana's on, because they really go through it all. They go through the Max and Brett stuff. They go through the Dana stuff. And it's not just about Max. Like, yeah, I'm sure there was some annoying factor going on with the Max thing and her trying to like downplay like they're just hooking up. They're not in a relationship. Yeah, I'm sure there was some underlying like intensity there. But she does say and she says it on tonight's episode 
Like, her feelings are hurt because she did this whole show in Vegas. No film crew ever bothered to come out once. You know, the film crew fucking went to Italy to scout for Stassi and Bo's wedding location. Yeah. Okay? That's, you can't go to Vegas. And that she said most of the cast, and we know this too, almost like probably 90% of them didn't come to see her show. And yet all of or much of the cast went to go see Dana's show, who they hardly even know, just met. They went to go see her comedy show. Yeah, it's more local. It was in the Valley, though. Um, So her feelings were hurt that no one bothered to support her or see her show. Vegas is so easy to go to. Those people, everyone goes anyways. Why not just go in the six months Sheena had her show? Or production. So Sheena's feelings were a little bitter and hurt around production filming Dana's show, which they didn't film Sheena's, and all the cast members supporting that when they didn't support her in original. So I feel her on that. And so I think, yes, I think there are some max situational stuff there, but I think there's more to it than just Sheena being boy crazy and jealous and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I always wondered about, you know, why they didn't go to Vegas or whatever, too. And I don't know. I just I it makes me wonder like this, like these are the questions that I have for like the producers and stuff like that. If like I was a friend of someone and I could ask, like, what is it that they don't like about Sheena? Because it's something. Is it because like, did she do something that bothers them? Or is she so annoying that like, even they are annoyed with her? Like I, I, those are the questions that I would like to know. Yeah. Like, is she Shannon Doherty and 90210 that shows up three hours late? I just don't see it in her. I see Christian maybe stumbling around losing track of time. I see Katie maybe being lazy. Sheena's very like, I mean, I, on it with I her guess, professional engagements. I guess I just think of it like how it would be like, and like, I'm thinking of like, things people in my life when I um when I want to be supported I make sure that I'm supporting other people so for instance like I will go and support someone somewhere where maybe it's something I don't want to go to but I'm going to go to it because then it's like you better pay me back and come to my thing yeah you know what I mean like that's like kind of how it works and I do see Sheena supporting everyone like in all of their like she in their t-shirt the ventures or the book signing they were at James or, May I was at the book signing Sheena was there with Danica Jeremy like well obviously Jeremy's going to be there as his sister but Sheena was there she talked to fans when the fans thought they were just going to see Tom and Ariana she Sheena's there, the new girl, Danica, who they shouted out. So now people wanted to Did meet Sheena the new girl. Did Sheena go to Stassi's book signing? Uh, like, does she support Stassi? I know she supports Ariana. What about the other ones, the other know, people? She was, was she invited or was she out of town? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's it's like, it's things like that that I would like love to know. Like, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like, so I don't believe that Stassi ever went to the Vegas show. No, she did not. Yeah. For sure. Um, Um, Most of them didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Katie didn't. Stassi didn't. No. Did Ariana go? I see. She hadn't gone the whole thing. And then I heard that she was going to go the last season. uh, The last weekend. Yeah. I don't know if she actually did. I know Sandoval did. Because she, like, I think he went twice. And then they ended up, well. Well, full circles, they ended up um, partying all night with Nickelback, 
<laughs> oh, that's right. I remember right, that. Right, because like Nickelback came to see Sheena and she introduced him to Sandoval and they all ended up partying and then doing another night. So I think Sandoval actually went twice. Um, But he actually made a like effort, like, I'm going to do this and see you. Yeah, yeah, It wasn't yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm here, like... Um, so whether or not Ariana, I, I believe she probably did at the last weekend, but I thought you're one of our best friends. You should go a couple times. Yeah. Um, and then I think Brittany, but not Jax, not Katie, not Stassi. I don't even know that Kristen went, um, but I think, but I'm not positive about Brittany, but I know she said most, most of them didn't. Yeah. Lala did it. That was also a very odd time for Sheena. Like, I think she was... Um, but no like, one was filming, so it was... Like, yeah, but I feel like if Sheena... If if it had been happening right now, I think everyone would go. But I think that she was just coming off of her divorce. She was coming off the Rob thing. She was, like, in a very different space. You know, like, where... She wasn't in a fight with anyone. There was no dramatics. There was no... But I felt like Stassi just got into it over Toothgate. Yeah, but I felt like um, there was like this weird tension between all of them being annoyed with her for some reason. But they knew she was broken up with Rob at that point. It wasn't like a Christian Carter dragging on. Yeah. Because she's very open about it. Yeah. On her podcast and social media. Like, nope, Rob's good. Done. Adam's done. Or. Yeah. And she wavered a few times. Yeah, that's another question I'd like to ask. Like, why didn't you go? Okay. So Ariana comes over and I loved that she was scared of the attack swans when she was coming in. That's like the most entertaining thing of like Villa Rosa is the swans are like really mean. Like Kyle's super afraid of them because they always attack her. I mean, I used to have, I used to um, go to, we always called her my aunt Ruth, but she wasn't my aunt. You know, those people who are like, like me. Yeah, I, I'm anti Sarah to everyone. Yeah, and the, they're not even related. Yes, and yes. They're like, oh, so and so's favorite auntie is this person. And it's like, eh, not your aunt. Yeah, <laughs> this lady was like actually like my like second cousin or so. I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. If, yeah. Some relative. We would go over to her house, and me and my brother would be terrified because she had this freaking like poodle this little poodle that would bite the crap out of your ankles like oh. it just did and so it was like scary and i feel like that's how it is there like the swans like yeah. try to like bite you so that was cute um so i love to dress I'm a, I'm a sucker for gingham though yeah it was really cute um she looked adorable so we have lisa and ariana and she they like do like a little flashback where she actually calls Lisa and Lisa's like, how are you doing? Um, kind of like referring back to her opening up about being depressed. And Ariana reaches out to her and says, I'd like to come discuss this more. And um, so Lisa invites her to the house, which I found that really interesting. That's a, a dynamic that I was not expecting. And well, I think because Ariana listens to watch what crap ends and, they know how Lisa works and they she probably took their advice and she's thinking, well, if I play Broken Bird, Broken Bird, you are depressed. Then Lisa will rehire her or do whatever she wants. She'll she'll like her again after last season, Ariana standing up to her and saying, 
the way you're treating Tom is bullshit, basically. You know what? That's brilliant. You're so, right. You're right. Ariana's friends with Ben and Ronnie. So I think she's playing the broken bird car. Well played. I'm not belittling or demeaning like her opening up on depression. No, I think I was actually a great person to talk to because Lisa has just gone through several losses. So no, I'm not saying she did it as a strategic move or playing her. But at the same time, that's... That is Lisa's uh, Achilles heel. It's when someone is in need and they open up and she can try to swoop in and save them. I thought this was a really beautiful scene. I loved that um, this conversation took place with Lisa. Um, You know, it's been interesting watching Ariana on her journey of like becoming more authentic with herself and, and opening up about these things and to have it with Lisa, who I feel like everyone pretty much like on Bravo views her as like pretty perfect. You know, she's always, she's very put together. She is a successful businesswoman, you know, all these things and to hear that she has struggled with depression and that she has, you know, in her life been dealt you know, with her brother committing suicide, like all these things that are out of her control and to hear that she has struggled with depression and then um, Ariana talking about it, like, you know, two strong women. I thought it was... That that both have it made. Yeah. In a lot of people's minds, you're like, why are you sad? You have it made. You have, you're on a hit TV show, but it's like, it doesn't pick and choose oh, you're rich or you're famous, so therefore this doesn't apply to you. It's taken away. It's like if you could cash things out like that, it would it would be yeah, great, but I, you can't. I thought it was so relatable and... You can't pick your illness assigned to you. I think that it's very exciting that, you know, I'm sure that that comforted a lot of people and just made them feel not so alone. So I thought that was a really cool cool scene. Um, and in the end, Lisa kind of encouraged her to you know, to not give up and like to keep going every day. And maybe something that could help her would be coming out of the house and working a couple days for her. And um, they didn't specifically say, sir. Mm -hmm. I I thought that it could be interpreted as sir, Tom, Tom, like wherever she's needed. Yeah. Um, So that's interesting. It's why she should have been on the float because a, that would have really, it's something she really believes in. She's a fan favorite. I'm sure even more so in WeHo. Like, even WeHo people probably have their fan favorites. And like Jack saying he should be on the float. I'm like, you're probably not the fan favorite in WeHo, Jax, with your homophobic tweets and your pastor selection. And we'll get to that later. But Ariana probably is a very fan favorite in West Hollywood for Pride. This is her circle. This is who she, like, when they're not filming, her circle is very diverse. That's her life. So she should have been on the car, probably more than Sheena, more than Raquel, more than Peter. They probably should have had Jesse in the car instead of Peter. And Ariana, who has said this is her first pride coming out as bi. Like, why are we having Raquel and Sheena and Peter... Uh, it it just didn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't track with Lisa's, I'm so supportive of, okay, you don't have any LGBTQ on the cast. Even though you have workers, like why, why aren't we expanding Jesse's role? Why aren't we expanding Logan's role or, or whatnot? And maybe they don't, maybe they haven't tested well. That's fine. But 
someone's got a test. Well, is it is I don't know what Richardson is. I thought sometimes he seems straightly. I guess there is no seeming. Oh, he seems gay. He seems straight. That's like a fucked up thing to say, but like I'm not sure. But like just he's there. He's at pump. He's at Tom Tom. He's interchanged with uh, I would just, James, I, and it was great. I just think that they're missing. They're they're trying to touch on like what the vibe is in West Hollywood and how that how that really defines what Sir is and what Tom Tom is and Pump. Like it truly what, is where, straight white and, and heterosexual. I mean, no, <laughs> no. I mean, like where they are located you know, is like there's the vibe there is like nothing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Like it is so much fun and so electric. West and Hollywood. So, yes. Yeah. And, and and when you step into their restaurants, like I really have been nowhere but in those areas, like literally in Lisa's restaurants. And it is um like so amazing. And the fact that they aren't spreading that to all of the viewers of Bravo, which I would, is like furthering their message. I don't understand. Like they really are missing the mark. Like I truly, with all of the, with so many crew members and all of the, the, um, the stuff that they're capturing, like the essence of the street life there, they are missing the mark in showing us like truly what is going on there? Like, what What are the things that they're fighting for? Like, what... I, I don't know. Because Lisa won't show me. Like, all I yeah. see on... Like, I've seen now eight years of Pride on the show. Sean's being poured and down. And I'll tell you what I think that it's about. Okay. Um, I think it's about rainbows. I think it's about uh, getting drunk. I think that it is about... Dressing yeah. crazy, like dressing you're, crazy, like a Burning Man, and then like celebrating with your very close friends. Like not any, like I don't mm-hmm. really see anyone else being included. It's just like you just party right. with their, your friends, and then pouring like not shots, but like pouring like liquor bottles down your actual throat. And um, yeah. you know, I actually have been to Pride many years myself, and I know that that's not what it's about. So to see it portrayed like that. And kind of used as like a tool. It's, it's, um, yeah, it really is missing the mark. And for someone who like gets so many awards and everything, you would think she would like that. You would think that the pride would change over the eight seasons that it's been. And it has not. They stuck with the format again. Mm-hmm. This is season eight of the exact same freaking format. Yeah. Yeah. With the straight people at the home, like I've been to Miami Pride, I've been to New Orleans. I mean, Orleans here Pride. we're we're getting ready to start to start pointing fingers at Jackson and Brittany about their pastor of choice. When I truly think that we could point some fingers right at Lisa about hundred oh, percent about her choices on the show, about Pride, about how she handled Billy last well, season. Let's go to at- last season or when when Billy was first on. Was Billy on a float or in the car at Pride? No, she was hostessing. Isn't that the person that you should have on the float? Um, isn't Jesse or anybody else, you know, Ariana? And I'm not saying, and as well as heterosexual people to show that everyone supports. It yeah, should be a mix. It I should be like a mix of everyone to show we're all together. Uh, yeah, I, the the float thing doesn't bother because I'm sure that like yeah the pe- like now especially in season eight everyone wants to see the cast members so I get that like 
right? Like that's but the a, cast member she chose were Peter, Raquel, and Sheena. So Ariana is probably beloved in West Hollywood, and she's actually a member of the community. So, but she was still in the parade, like she's still walking in it. She was on the sidelines with Katie. They were cheering the the cars on. They weren't walking behind. She said they were walking behind the car. Oh, I didn't see that. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed that. I saw her and Katie and then Stassi and both. They were cheering, watching the parade. And then when the, the cars went by, they cheered them on. I saw Stassi, Bo, and Brittany cheering on. And I thought that Katie and Ariana were in the parade. Okay. Well, if they were, they should have been in a fucking car. Yeah. More than Raquel. I don't know. That Probably it, more that, than Sheena, too. It doesn't bother me. Unless the car Sheena thing was singing. Singing. I don't know. Or sicky. <laughs> I don't know what I said. You guys, I've been, like, this is my third Hall's cough drop because I did get rid of my sickness. I never had the sickness because of my garlic. But I, I, I have You the, keep saying that you don't have the sickness, and I, I don't know if I'm believing you. I know, but I was never achy, <laughs> never got the fever. Like, I had the day, I had the day where I felt achy, a fever coming on, and when I feel that, I eat the garlic, I take my echinacea, but what happens is I skip the whole like, oh, you guys, and then, but I do have the cough, and sometimes I'll sound a little stuffed up. So I do have the lingering effects, but I never actually felt like I can't get out of bed. Totally. I'm sick and achy. So yes, I still experience the cough. And it's really difficult talking like this. Like, I mean, people have to understand yeah. that when you start talking like this and you have a little bit of scratch, like you, we've got to pop a cough drop or drink something. Yeah. So. so I'm sorry when I sounded like I was lisping or sucking on something. I was sucking on something. It was a cough drop so that you guys, instead of hearing, <laughs> you can hear me just like, <laughs> I know neither one is ideal, but I'm just making the best of both worlds. We're trying to get this done. <laughs> All right. So white Kanye robe. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Blue robe, white Kanye, uh, best scene of the night. Again, when James adapts the American Excuse accent. Me. Hey, that was Holly, by the way, not me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but that was just a sneeze. I'm not sick. <laughs> I know. I get really weird about that shit. Anyways. Um, again, you know, we loved it when he did it with Jax with the American accent. What was even better when he's like, like, Katie, and like, what do you do? Like, what am I doing with my life? I'm not even... I, I got James Kennedy fired and then I quit and I'm just sitting on the couch and then like 10 minutes later they pan to Katie saying to Ariana like, yeah, I've, t I've taken up knitting and it's her on the couch knitting instead of folding laundry, which is basically Katie's scenes for the last five years is her on the couch folding laundry, not cleaning her hoarder kitchen full of crap, uh, folding laundry or now knitting. Cool. Well, I don't think, you know, maybe she doesn't have to clean the kitchen because they have much more counter space. So the hoarding just looks like stuff instead of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Well, although judging on their bedroom from the first scene, maybe not. Yeah. Um, yes, I was so happy when James came on the screen. Yeah, he has that blue robe. And it was just like... He is just, he films so well. I mean, 
And thank you, God, because we discussed this. Do you think they're going to touch the Fafti drama? Oh, my God. No way in hell. Every girl is going to protect Lala because Lala is now a witch of WeHo. I was really disappointed, though, that they didn't use the word Fafti. He did. He did? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay, wait, to help, tell, help me. Walk me through this. He was saying how he was careful, uh, like him and Lala made up, but then he kind of messed up because I'm sorry. He's like, unless you've been sleeping under a rock and haven't heard of Fofty, he's like, basically Fofty happened. And, you know, it's uh, 50 Cent goes after Randall, give me my Monday, uh, money by Monday. And now he said it. I didn't think he said it. I thought he said 50. Okay, well, maybe we should, um, when we, if we pause, I will um, cue it up. Uh, uh, it, because, I mean, that's f- just the Fofty part is just the best part. Yeah, but no I, one was going to bring it up. My mouth was open and I was just like, oh my God. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. And also thank you for, you know, the future pastor thing too. Like it, it's all just. Oh. And, and we are, okay. You guys, like a lot of you have said, are you going to talk about that? And we are. And we have what the pastor tweeted and commented and Facebooked. Yes, we have that. But should we talk about that next week as it happens? Or this week? I mean, uh, yeah, let's talk about it next week. Yeah, but we have it. So those of you not familiar with the Jackson Brittany pastor scandal, as they showed in the previews for next week, we will fill you in on everything that was said. It's it's problematic. It's inconsistent. Hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Cool. But it's problematic for this show and this group of people. It's just not consistent. It doesn't flow. It's very contra- like contradictory, hypocritical. So that's the controversy besides your own personal beliefs. I won't like, hey, to each his own. It's, it's not for me. But, you know, if it's yours, cool. But... Uh, for this show, it it doesn't flow. Uh, but Fofty. Okay, so, and the Fofty thing, like, let's say that you do live under a rock and you don't know what we're talking about. So 50 Cent, the rapper, um, got into a little scuffle with Randall and Lala. And there was a back and forth between all of them. And it was, it, it James was right, it went... Um, it, it, he said, across America, it went viral. And that's true. I, I mean, every single people... We all dropped everything all weekend. Yes, all of my friends who always are like, you podcast on what is the show? Vanderpump Rules haven't heard of it. Have you heard of a show called Below Deck? Like, how <laughs> have you not heard of Vanderpump Rules, but you've heard of Below Deck? If you are tuning into Bravo, <laughs> you have heard of Vanderpump Rules. But anyways... Um, my, the, the people who claim that they don't know what Vanderpump rules are, they sure as hell knew what Fofty was. Mm-hmm. And it was a time, like, I felt so alive. Yeah. Like, I would imagine, like, you know how they're all, like, there's always, like, these ads that's all women, Viagra for women, get that feeling back, get those, you know, just like feel great. You know, like I would, I imagine what this is like, like for a man to take like Viagra and just like, I, I felt something that I had never felt before. (laughs) It was just 
it was a fun magical weekend it was um so but i was like do you think that i'm hoping that like as we well i guess that may be all that was mentioned because i touched on it i and don't they, think yeah. they closed no, it up lala shut it down it was uncalled for it's like well lala you started it i was gonna so. say like i wish that james would have mentioned like well i only tweeted that after you said what you said i thought that Right. It was fair game to talk about it. I followed your lead. I wish she would have just dropped something in there that let the the normal viewer who maybe isn't on Twitter or they aren't on Instagram know that Lauren started this. Yeah. Um so Well, she started it what two or three times actually. Yeah. Because uh, she just like did it again like six months ago and started the whole feud again. Yes. Because she can't control her mouth. It's funny, though, because she said she went sober because she couldn't control her mouth and her anger. And yet she did. She popped back off to 50 uh, two times after being sober. And just once on Watch That Happens Live, started the feud all over again, which didn't work out well for her or Randall. Um, So I thought you had a like I thought alcohol was the problem. Hmm. Seems to me it's just. I mean, it is very hard when, when there's something out there about you that's like maybe wrong, or you feel like very offended by it or slighted by it. Um, it's hard to stay quiet. So right, but what he called her out on her for was her own words on the show. She said. He offered me a job. I went out with him. Mm-hmm. I sucked his dick. I got a Range Rover the next jail. Cool. Worked out for me. Worked out for him. Like, 50 Cent called Lala out on her own words. He didn't insinuate she was a gold digger. He didn't call her a hoe or whatever. He reacted to her own words on Vanderpump Rules last season. And he got a little annoyed because Randall owed him a lot of money. And he's like, oh, you're flying your girlfriend's friends to Mexico and putting them up in the Bahamas and PJs all the time. Oh, well, you owe me a couple million bucks. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I want my fucking money. Give me my money by Monday, fucker. And, you know, fair. And, and I mean, and then there was like, so there was, yeah, it was money, money by Monday. And then Randall said, stop Fofty. Like I'm like having a heart attack and people were <laughs> like posting up the most hilarious memes. And there was just something so raw and real about it that um, yeah. like I had just been yearning for. So, I mean, thank you, James, for bringing it up because we all know everyone would have protected her and Randall because, They like their free vacations. They like their private jet uh, rides. And she's the new witch of WeHouse, so they're also protecting their friend. So they weren't going to bring it up. Just like when Kristen said, oh, I protected you you or or supported you through all these years of shorts tweeting or (laughs) tweeting and cheating. Um, Yeah, revelation there. Like we all know. There have been, I mean, they did a season three marathon. Shorts was cheating. Oh, there was two different. There was cheating with Sheena's friend and there was cheating in uh, Miami. And then we heard about cheating in Santa Monica. And then remember he cheated in Vegas. So it literally was four seasons. Yeah. 
where he was tweeting, but they all protect Schwartz. Oh, poor Bubba. Let's protect Katie. Let's protect Schwartz. But if it's someone they don't like that's on the outside, they will. Oh, God forbid Rob gives some chick he used to date a hug at Toka Madeira. Rob's cheating on you. Rob's cheating. We saw it. We saw it. You're in denial, Sheena. It's like, uh, he fucking, like, what, pack kissed a chick? Like, that doesn't mean cheating. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, sorry. Anyway, so thank you, James, for bringing it up. And thank you, James, for, you know, bringing up the rest of the stuff that you do. Um... Okay, so we're still, you know, bopping around Pride and the Tom's call to make sure that Max has got everything under control um, for Tom Tom and he, he, he's got it. He's got it taken care of. DJ James arrives at Tom Tom and he's there's no more closet for him. He's not going to be sitting on any stacks of toilet paper. He has a little little thing set up. Now, I have a question about something. Mm-hmm. Why was... James dressed up as a lifeguard. I'm not sure. I wondered that too. Like I was thinking like, is it something I don't know about that like somehow pertains to the day or is he was consistent with his visor and his shirt or is he mocking Jackson Big Bear <laughs> or well, that would be great. That would be hilarious. If he if it would have said Big Bear lifeguard, I would have died. That would have been great. But it also was like, I felt like it was like the type of merch that like you do, like you buy at like, um, the speech. yeah, or like, um, like sometimes at like wild rivers, like, you know, like a, like a little, uh, water park, they'll have, like, you can purchase like a lifeguard rash guard or something like something stupid. Well, all the time, like my nieces and nephews visited me, we always had to go to Venice Beach cause I live in Santa Monica and we would stop at 19 different beach stands to buy lifeguard material. And it was so, I'm like, uh, uh, well, maybe the next one will have it. So that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. But it was like out of all the choices that he made. Random. And then, you know, in another shot, he has like his Yeezy shoes. Like the guy has like very nice designer (laughs) items. And then he chose like a random lifeguard tank and visor. (laughs) It was an odd choice. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll message him and see if he answers. That's a good idea. Yeah, you never know. Well, speaking of, you know, choices, designers, nice things, let's talk about our sponsor, All Right. So, All Right is a fine jewelry company made in New York City, but it's founded by women for women. In fact, I love the story. It was like two friends at brunch like us. Uh, one of them noticed her finger was turning green from bad jewelry. Like I've completely had that happen. And you're like, I thought this was like 14 karat gold. Um, so they just were like, this is ridiculous. Like she said, she bought it from a reputable place, overpaid for it. So they wanted to like figure out, okay, let's just like cut out the middleman and go to the source, find a way to provide stuff you can get on Fifth Avenue, but without going through the middleman and all the markups that that entails, just, you know, go right to the source. Right. And give it to the consumer direct. So what's nice, so these guys have figured out where to go. All the pieces they come are the same types of pieces you'll see on, you know, Fifth Avenue or Rodeo Drive, that sort of thing. And because they know it and source it so well, they offer a lifetime guarantee because they know it's going to last. It's made 
from real gold so you can wear it anywhere, anytime. You can even put it in the shower. Your finger's not going to turn green. Um, and the other thing I thought was cool is for every piece that they sell, they donate a book to a child in need to, you know, help further their education. I don't know, just, you know, kind of a random tie-in, but I like any kind of tie-in. It's like, okay, they got a purpose. They have a mission. Mm -hmm. They're doing well. Um, So I went on and I love the site. Like that everything. And I like simple things. And so I was kind of pleased because I'm not like a real blingy girl. Um, So I found something. I found out um, a cool ring for myself. What I liked is you could not just order, like, do I want yellow gold? Do I want rose gold? Do I want white gold? But you could decide, do I want 14 carat, 18 carat for sale? Um, You can really choose, like, what your preference is and also what your price point is. So that was really flexible because they had cool designs, but with, you know, I want this color or this style or this quality and then have the price reflect what you want to pay. I also got my mom some like classic gold hoop earrings that, you know, I'm going to stop. It's her birthday coming up, so I'm stoked to give that to her. Um, but they had other things like earrings, bracelets. I don't know. I was, I was eyeballing a lot of it, but I'm, you know, I was stoked on my ring choice and I don't know. What'd you get? Um, yeah, I, I too struggle with like jewelry buying. Like I, um, I usually just wear a ring and stud earrings. I will never, usually never wear a dangle. I just can't. Like, I love how it looks on people, but I just hate it on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and although I love a Stassi statement necklace, I prefer a more simple look if I'm going to do something like I love a good bar necklace. I love. Yeah, they had a great one there. Yeah. I, I was going between that and the ring, actually. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting a ring because. Um, it actually looked exactly like this, like very, 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 very expensive ring that I like on one of my favorite YouTubers. And I know the brand you guys would too. And it looks just like it, which I love. Um, But yes, I was digging on the site. You guys check out the site. It's fun just to go through. Um, Also, like it's fun to like keep up on trends. Like I like seeing the new trends and the new cuts that everyone has and everything too. Yeah, I definitely thought it was very current with, you know. And it was very chic, like not to use a saucy word, but it was. Like I said, I'm not a big statement girl and not a lot of blingy girl, but I'm like, oh, I like this. It's very streamlined and classic and timeless. So you guys can go to com. That's A-U-R-A-T-E, New York.com slash pumpers. Use promo code PUMPERS and you'll get 15% off your first purchase. So oratenewyork.com slash PUMPERS, promo code PUMPERS. And again, it's A-U-R-A-T-E, New York, slash, uh, dot com slash PUMPERS. Use promo code PUMPERS and get 50% off. And I hope you like it. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Okay. So we go back and uh, Max wakes up in Dina's bed. Now, at first I thought it was his place because the room was so basic and like manly and like nothing on the walls. It was just like white apartment walls. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, so this is like a, a bachelor dude place. And then I find out it's her place. Yeah. I guess the redeeming quality for Max in this point is, you know, because I'm kind of beyond Max. But he's really nice to her cat. Yeah. So there's one nice thing I can say. I also thought that he was nice to her. I, I liked he was comforting yeah. and um I, I liked the way that he was talking to her. Um so basically she's getting ready and she's letting us know that um she's doing her own hair. She's like she's in front of her mirror, like using her curling iron and she lets us know that her hair appointment was canceled by um, Raquel because Sheena ended up going and there were not enough. Um, there wasn't her stylist didn't have enough time to do her hair, which I mean, I don't mean to jump ahead. But since we're on that topic, like I was a little confused by that because Raquel's hair was in pigtails and Sheena's was in her standard everyday high pony. But she had like a little braid. I'm like, how did the hairdresser not have time? Because Raquel's was just in pigtails. Like, doesn't that take like two minutes? I mean, maybe she teased it a little bit. Yeah, I, I assumed that it was like, um, like a real basic hairstylist. You know, like not someone who is a seasoned. I mean, Sheena's looked exactly like how she looks every single day, except for she added a little braid. But not like the braid action we got for the Sunset Music Festival. Excuse me. That's the cough drop. Sunset Music Festival. I'll be like James. Sunset Music Festival. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm letting the cough drop get too close to the mic. Sorry about that. Uh, Holly and I got some like bitch and braid work done. But this was just like a little braid into her high pony. I mean, I assumed that maybe this stylist was working in that fake hair into her ponytail and that's what she needed help with. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Just yeah. To- I, I, I also made that note, like not that impressed with the hair. Right. <laughs> maybe don't use that person again. Not enough to like cancel another person. No. Um, okay. So, I don't know. That's really all I have to say yeah. about those two. They just kind of flash over to um, Sir and Danica's like, oh my God, we only have one f- bartender and one food runner. And um, then she's like, well, Jax, you're going to work, right? And he's just like, oh, till one. And she's like, well, can you help? Like, we're short. He's like, well, we used to have six bartenders and we were packed and that's stupid. She's like, well, then can you help? No, I don't do that. I don't do that. And then he's all bitter because he's like, go ahead. Well, no. Yeah. There's like one guy behind the bar and he's like desperately trying to stock the bar, get the ice in there. Like, you know, get open up shop for the day. Like, don't be a dick to that guy. Yeah. And Danica's like, do you mind jumping in and helping him set up? And he's like, no, I don't do that. Like, just straight up. (sighs) Like, I, I would have like been like, get that. She couldn't say get the F out because she was like so desperate. But having Jax as a bartender is the same as having no bartender. And then actually, I think, it, like I said earlier, it does worse. It r- ruins your reputation. I'm not going to go to that bar and order a drink because I'm going to get yelled at. They literally need to put in like that um, electronic arm of a bartender that's at Vegas. Yeah. And like they get the robot just, and, arm and call it Jax. I mean, I'm not going to Dick's Last Resort where I'm paying to get yelled at. Like, I'm not going to pay $18 for a crappy sugar fucking... Wait, 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 wait. That's what happens there? Yeah, you've been there, no? No. 
They have Where, one in Vegas. Where's Dick's Last Resort? There, Vegas? It's like a chain. There's one in the Gaslamp District in San Diego. I think it's so, closed. So, like, tell me what they do. They come, it's like a kind of a barbecue type joint. And so they come, and they have one in Vegas. So they put these, like, fucking dunce hasses, dunce hasses, <laughs> dunce hats on you. And they'll, like, make fun of you. They'll do a drawing that make you look like a dick. And then they'll come over and like, what the fuck do you want? And they'll be like, oh, could I get some ketchup with my fries? No, no, you can't. Stop complaining, you stupid whiner. And they'll just insult you and like berate you. And granted, there's varying levels because the Vegas one, it's like, oh, families go there. And they're like, isn't this fun? But like in San Diego, they were like, like straight up dicks. They're like, but they're paid to be dicks. They're like, what the fuck do you want? I'm like, "Uh, can I have a beer? fucking kind you idiot you know that's the kind of shit you do okay but that's their shtick that's like their hooter shtick it's like well this is Jax's shtick you know like everyone should be expecting this that that's why lisa has him working well okay good luck lisa when the show ends so how many people are going to be coming in on a regular basis to get yelled at oh granted jackson won't be there though this is what i'm talking about with pj and the producers, mm-hmm. they know that we cannot stand the way Jack's bartends. So what do they do? They're bringing him into bartend on the biggest day of the year, and they're going to crack a joke while they're at it. Yeah. And to be honest, like, we're di- over it. Did I laugh? I didn't laugh. It was more of like, like I like huffed in disbelief, like, ugh, like, huh. like it's not funny anymore. Like it's you not know what when Jack's actually worked there and needed the paycheck like he was living in koreatown with his bicycle on the wall <laughs> and his s- closet overflowing with shit when you'd open the door it'd, like tumble down on you like a volcano like then it was actually kind of funny because you're like why are you why, how can you be such a dick when you need this job like then it's kind of like whoa wait <laughs> did you just say when jacks lived in koreatown with his bicycle on the wall well yeah that's like a fact it's like duh what's funny it's truth i know i just i'm picturing it i'm that's where britney first moved into she even just said it she's like he had a bicycle on the wall and the closet was full and we lived in a studio and that's why we got on each other's nerves so we had to move like remember that time i know it's like the golden era oh my god but like when he was actually (laughs) needed his job and he was a dick then it was actually more authentic and kind of funnier like how are you being a dick right now? You need this job and you need these tips and you need this money. But now he's coming from such a different place of like, I don't do that. And the fact that he said, I don't know. Why the hell is this guy in the float? I should be the one on the float. Cause he has this overinflated sense of himself. And you're like, Hey Jax, have you, have you thought about why you're not on a float? A, maybe you're past your expiration date. B, maybe it has something to do with your homophobic tweets and nope, your... Nope, nope, that's not it. And your hiring of the pastor. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. What's it? <laughs> I, I just like I just know that, that Jack would say that's not it. Nope, nope, nope. Well, maybe, like, I don't, I'm not like a Brett, like... The show's oh. going to be on forever. Right. But I'm not going to see Jack's and how many guys in WeHo are going to look at Jack's Especially maybe before they knew who he was, they might be like, oh, but now that they know his soul, his character, his insides, 
Nobody wants him on a float. They're going to throw eggs at that guy. They're not going to be like, woohoo, yeah, we love this homophobic asshole. Woo-hoo. Yeah, you're right. Hypocritical. Oh, yeah, you're in pride, but you're hiring this pastor. Oh, yeah, you're in pride, but you're calling out random people on Twitter saying, like, you're, I mean, really problematic tweets that mm. imply homophobia or there's something bad about being gay. Like, he says it all the time. So, no, sorry, Jax, you're not wanted on the float. In fact, you would be a detraction and you would probably get egg on Lisa's face and she wouldn't like that. Mm -mm. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, wake up, Jax, but he likes to live in this little Candyland world. You know. Anyways. So, Peter really schools uh, Raquel. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? I mean, she was supposed to be in her. Well, shift. let's wait. Let's 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 get that at the end because oh. I'm gonna get confused. Okay. Um. Okay. So, oh, really quick, what did you think about Brett holding the umbrella for Lisa? Were you into that? I I didn't care. It was fine. I feel like they keep trying to make Brett happen yeah. as her trainer, and it's just not it's, happening. I don't ever see her training, and I don't see him as a trainer, and so it's not working for me. Right. I don't see him as a they trainer. Did, they didn't, intro- like, just by her saying that, it's not, like, we didn't, they didn't paint the picture strong enough or something. Yeah. Because it's just, like, it's, I'm actually just feeling I, frustrated. Yeah. Don't care. Um... That's okay. probably why I jumped ahead, because I don't care. Yeah, sorry. What did you think about when Jax um, tried to meet Dana again? He's like, nice to meet you. And oh. she's like, we already met at the... Um, I actually loved her confessional reaction on that. That was, was great. It was really funny. And she's like, mm, okay, are we going to go with that? Like, she was really funny. Um, he also mentions that um, she's not his type. She's not <laughs> hot, and she's not his type. And then they do a flashback to Stassi, uh, Carmen... Veil. Yeah, Veil. But pretty much everyone. I mean, Tiffany was brunette. That was basically wrote, the only one. I wrote in my notes, Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> oh, my God. And then uh, well, I sent you, I sent Holly this picture earlier on because they had a season three marathon, which Veil was on. And, you know, when Peter was trying to hit on Veil, he's like, oh, she's right up my alley. I love like a curvy hourglass figure. And it's like, and then they panned a veil and she is like, I mean, she makes Raquel look like she has like issues. Yeah. I mean, she is tiny. She makes Lala look like, you know, the whale she's trying to save. Like, uh, like, oh, okay, Peter. Yeah, Peter. Thanks for that. God. Anyways, uh... Yeah. Okay, Jack. Someone someone said one of you guys. I know you know who we are. We know who you are. Um, I'm just trying to like give you a shout out. I'll I'll, I'll plug it on social media. Um, it's just like you don't have to like pretend like just because like you don't have to say you're not cheating on your wife if you can acknowledge that someone else is attractive. You can say yeah, I only have eyes for my wife. I. Da, 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 da. But you don't have to be like, not for me. I would never talk to her. I'm I'm so picky though. I would, oh yeah, Jax, you're really picky. Yeah, you're really picky. And it's like, why you gotta insult her? It's like it's no slam on Brittany. Brittany's actually really good friends with Dana. Like 
You can be like, well, she's not for me. Like I only have eyes for Brittany or she's not my type. Leave it at that. You don't have to keep going and digging yourself a fucking guilty asshole. When we know last week, you're like, I'd leave any of these strippers for Brittany. It's like, oh yeah, those take it out of context. That's right. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I did find it funny that as um Jackson Dana are talking, he's like asking about Sheena and Max. The second that Dana opened her mouth and kind of like said, like she kind of stood up to to Sheena to Jack, oh, yeah. like saying she, tr- she she said what was happening. Yeah, and he just gets this big grin and he's like, I'm like, why the fuck? Like Sheena always backs Jacks up. They're I like f- you. I like you a lot. Because like he's feeling someone else problematic and causing drama, and he's like, yeah, like heat off him or something. It's like, why are you so happy to love someone that uh, doesn't like your friend? Because technically, Jax and Sheena are friends. He's just such a fucking yeah. If the roles were reversed, he would flip out if she like if anyone showed like. Well, look um, at what happened with Adam. She's like, oh, I just wanted her to meet him to know her worth. Why the fuck would you do that? You're not my friend. So it's like, uh, yeah, it goes both the ways, Jax. Yeah. Um. Yes. Eh. So that was about that. So Raquel and Sheena like kind of have like a little powwow out at the on the parade route, and um, they say that it kind of worked out to not have Dana be there. They both had a good time getting their hair done. And just no drama. It just ended up being better. Um, and then they switched to Ariana and Katie having a conversation, which I thought this was really weird. Katie asked Ariana how her conversation went with Lisa. That just felt really weird to me. Yeah. That um, for some reason, when those two interact, it just doesn't feel authentic to me. It doesn't either. Like they both, did, oh, wait, we're the wives or the girlfriends or the, they just it just seem doesn't, like, it does, it's not a match. Ariana seems really uncomfortable around Katie and Katie... Katie seems no different than she ever is, but um, but like Ariana's uncomfortableness like really comes through. Yeah, and- I just don't see them like they're trying to make it like, oh, we're together, we're friends because of our men, and it's like it just it doesn't vibe yeah. with me. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer because. I mean, that could have really been something, the fact that, like, it's the Tom and the Tom, and here's their wives. Like, I feel like if it would have better chemistry, they probably could have their own show. But they don't. I think they may have had better chemistry had Stassi not come back into the mix. You know, like, Katie became really good friends with Sheena. Yeah. When Stassi was gone, and close to, like, and then Kristen got in the mix. And then as soon as Stassi was back, and they got the three of them, then it was like, drop, drop back to usual it was really interesting watching season three because lisa said it she goes i feel like you've been living under stassi's shadow and kitty was like what and then jack said it he's like oh you're just her minion and then schwartz said it there was like several people that season that said it and i was like holy shit if all those people that close in my life would have said that to me and that's maybe why she held out like i'm not your minion i'm the boss now and maybe that was the shift in Katie where she became bitter Katie. But I don't know. Like, I feel like she's back to being minion Katie. Yeah. But now she's the worst. She's because she's bitter boss Katie, but she's also minion Katie. So it's like 
that she pulled out the worst parts of every situation instead of pulling out the best parts because there was a part of season three, season four when I liked Katie and I was like, oh, Katie on her own. Katie, let's actually see her, what she can do. She seems more positive and happy. So I don't think it was like, oh, her... Uh, PTSD, her frustration with her life and Schwartz, her weight gain that she says, I she seemed lighter and happier when Stasi was gone. Sorry, not gonna lie. I mean, I I have friends like this, and I've also been in relation, had friends where I was this person too. Sometimes when you have a best friend that doesn't like being friends with other people, it makes it hard. Like you truly can't be yourself and you may like someone that they don't like and you can't talk to them because it just doesn't work. And so this I, I it I really think that this is how this is like it's very relatable the way these two act. But seeing Ariana and Katie together on my screen it doesn't work for me, and I don't believe that they were, will ever like be contacting each other, even though they're down the street from each other, to do yeah. arts and crafts. I just don't think that's Ariana's <laughs> thing. And Knitting I, together. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No. Ariana's going to be knitting with Logan. Yeah. All right. So James is set up in the DJ booth. He acts um, stoked that he's not on the toilet paper, but he... Max comes up and he's like, anything you need? And he says, so yeah, actually I need something to drink. You know, he's like, Oh, okay. What? He's like, just like a soda water with lime, you know, and then like a little something like he doesn't say what. So that's to be determined to be, um, figured out by I was interpretation. Dis- I, w- I was really disappointed in this scene. I um I got so excited when he said he wanted soda water. I thought, oh good, he's gonna prove everybody wrong. He's gonna just drink his soda water and do a great job DJing and we're not gonna have any issues. But when he did that with Max, I was just like, oh boy. Like he Yeah, but at the same time to get a crowd riled like that, especially at Pride, and everyone's literally not even taking shots, they're pouring the bottle down their throat, you kind of got to do, like, feel, even if you don't indulge the same way, you got to feel like you're part of the party. And we did see it. It was like a very icy, watery-looking drink. I think maybe just to, like, make him feel like he was in the mood. And I know, there's no, like, it's all or nothing, sobriety or nothing, but I felt like he was very coherent and sober and talking to Lisa. He didn't seem fucked up at all. I don't, you know, I um, I can't speak on what it means for to be sober or like when someone makes that decision to, you know, be sober, or what it means for them or anything. But I find it like borderline insulting that they keep on trying to make James go down this path if he possibly doesn't fully need it. Like... Is it okay to be to go sober when maybe you don't have a problem? Of course it is. But it's also okay not to. And it just seems right. like it's almost um, like devaluing like what people go through to become sober to keep trying to shove it down James's throat. Because mm-hmm. it's like if I was struggling with alcohol and I saw 
and I and like everyone kept asking James to get help and asking him to get help. And I was looking at him like maybe relating it to myself. I'd be very confused watching the show because he continues to drink and he continues to tell Lisa that he's OK. But we see like it would just be very triggering for me, just like, you know, the Brittany and or Katie starting to have a family is triggering for people who are going through stuff like this has to be triggering alcoholics. And I couldn't and let, let's say that you really are struggling with alcohol. Then you see someone who's like making a joke of it. He's not really, but they're making it a storyline. Is that appropriate? I don't know. Because literally each one of them at one point or another, we could point to the fact that they like took it too far and maybe should seek help. Right. Like mm, Lala says she figured it out. Her anger, blah, blah, blah. But then we've seen she still has outbursts and anger when sober. So it's like, okay, but cool. Still, you figured it out. And I'm not saying she's not allowed to have anger issues. That's fine. Um, but him too. Like also, he has to recognize the problem himself. He can't just have other people tell him. And okay, well, he's been booking major gigs around the country and he's showing up and he's getting rebookings. So maybe he's not fucking up. Maybe he was just partying on pride and got wasted. Let's keep in mind when James started the show, he was 21 years old. So 21, 22, 23. Yeah, he's being an irresponsible party kid. And I'm not saying he should drink again. I'm not saying he shouldn't. It's not my place to decide if he should or shouldn't. But if he had one whatever drink and he maintained his cool he did his job he was uh seemed very coherent to lisa well it's not for me to judge what's for me to judge is if he did his job okay and if he's handling his life okay i mean that's that's still not even for me to judge but as an employer yeah sure they're still they're being very dramatic about it though lisa's like i'm just worried about your welfare like that's a a very like strong statement to basically she's insinuating that his welfare is not okay and that he is like on a slippery slope and i don't know like that's yeah i don't i wouldn't want someone saying that about me no and that is, if it wasn't true, I'd be really irritated. If it was true, I might be irritated that they're bringing it out, but I signed up for a reality show, so I guess let it come out. I don't know. It just There's just a lot of people speaking on his behalf besides himself, and totally. maybe he's just not ready, or I don't know what it is. But anyways. Well, what else happens? Not a lot. We talked about... Um, there's the rest of it. Just, you know, he gets upset. Raquel's not there. Um, but like she was on the float with Peter and then she dipped in to see him and then she shouldn't have, she should have been at her shift. Peter schooled her. And like, here's my thing. Like Peter did his job. That's cool. But imagine this was Stassi. Oh, like Peter, I just dipped in to see Jax is over at pump you know, okay, Stassi, just don't do it again. Like, he really railed into Raquel. I'm like, he would not have railed into Stassi like that. Um, he did rail into Raquel, and I I thought that Raquel handled herself really well. I was mm-hmm. glad that she told the truth, and I liked that she was able to say, "I, you know, has my behavior ever shown that I would do something like this again? This was a once, in, you know, in a yeah. blue moon sort of thing. Um, the thing that was concerning to me about this whole scene was um, the way James talked to her and told her 
how dare you miss my set? You don't care about me. That just, it was like red flags went up for me. Yeah. Um, it seemed very, very controlling. And she already said she had her shift at Sir. And she said, I didn't have any, you never told me what time I kept asking you. And she said, I had no service. Well, I've been to busy festivals like that. You don't have service. Yeah. And it's too it just, many people. It just felt to me like, um, like she was it like I I honestly think she made a choice where she was like, I can go to Sir and do my job or I could not go see James and literally have everything blow up in everyone's face. Either James will lose it or something's gonna happen. So I feel like she made a choice to, to like yeah, to like continue the day in a positive way, go check in with him and then go back to work when she could. And I don't know. I didn't like that. They gave me a yucky feeling. And, you know, it's like, is everyone really concerned? Because there's some kind of big problem here that we don't know about. Like, everyone's been hinting at it. It's like, Um, does he need the person like they had with, um, what's her name? Tom Cruise's ex, Katie. uh Like the chaperone. Yeah. It's like Raquel James's Scientology chaperone. Like, he's going to lose it unless she's with him. Yeah. Is that why he needed the drink maybe or, or like if she's there he'll so, keep yeah, it the together? Whole, yeah, the whole thing just felt like like he needed his pacifier otherwise he was going to throw a major fit and yeah. it just uh, yeah, I didn't like that. Um but I thought that they both handled it like as as well as they yeah. could. I liked how he thanked her when she did come. Right. I liked when she liked that and like they I don't know. I like I just want to impress you and she's like you impress me every day, baby. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. They're like cute, but then they're weird. And the whole thing is just like very interesting. Yeah. So then we see a sheriff carrying Lisa over the threshold. Yes. And then he carries Sheena on his shoulders then lets her down. And it's like his head is like right in her crotch asshole area. And then he like, Shakes it off and wipes his face down. Like, that was an awkward moment. It really was. The whole thing was just, like, horrifying to watch. Yeah. And then she gets... Well, this is right after she was on stage singing along with her track. And maybe she... Maybe should have just let the tracks go and just dance. Or maybe at the end being like, cut his gold. Instead of, like... Again... They didn't do her any favors. Like Mm-mm. it was a little, it was a little off. Like God, eyes gold. <laughs> yeah, it was a little torturous, and that sucks. But like she was really into it. She was really feeling yeah, her the performance. There. The cr- um, she got the crowd going. Yeah, that's what's important. Yeah, totally. But it was a- another funny moment. Yeah. Mm. I don't think Jerry's going to show any moments of like maybe Stassi like stuttering on stage or anything like that. No. Any kind of mishap she may have Mm-mm. when performing. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So then Sheena like decides to um, ask Dana to come out to Ali to clear everything up. And they kind of do. And we talked about it before. She got a little emotional and Dana was like, hmm, yeah, I got my shit too. But they squash it and decide to move on. Yeah. And that's it. And then we have... The previews, and yes, I can't believe they're touching it. I'm super happy they're touching it, and I think, you know, 
Jax is blaming one of the rifts with Sandoval on something to do with the pastor. Like, I think he's used it as an excuse, quite honestly. I think they just, they've grown apart. They don't have anything in common. Sandoval's finally probably fucking over, just like, why am I even friends with this douchebag? And Jax is just defensive, so they're going to blame it on, like, he's not supportive, and whatever. But I'm I'm elated that they're touching this topic. Me too, and I, yeah, I think it's great, because I, I think the last thing we all wanted to see was, like, a shiny, happy, perfect wedding for these two, because it's just, excuse me, it's just not how it is. Um, And this was so interesting to see how they handled this. And I feel like in like proper Vanderpump Rules fashion, they did not handle it correctly right away. They waited and they doubled down and they... Oh, yeah. She tweeted some things. Yeah. hmm. Brittany tweeted. Jax tweeted. Sherry tweeted. The pastor even tweeted. Like it's... It did not just end quickly with like Lisa stepping in. Like there was a lot of pushback and a lot of defending. And um, did you see he's running for state representative now? No, but um, the I pastor, always, not Jax. <laughs> yeah, I, I always try to put my like I always try to put my feet like in the person's um, shoes, you know, to like like what would I do? And if I was Brittany. I'll just say Brittany. I'm not even going to pretend to be Jax. If I was Brittany and I thought that I had, you know, chosen like a pastor and my wedding was two weeks away and all this happened, I may be a little disappointed that my cast members, my other cast members bring it up and go hard at me when everyone else is kind of falling in line. Um, So I just, God, I I wish I I think like fans brought it up. And articles like BuzzFeed. Oh, I know. I'm sure. Yeah, that's... So they kind of have to respond that way or they're going to get crucified themselves. Well, I thought you guys were supporters of the LGBT community. And then if they don't side with them, they're going to be the next target of the But there's like so many things that have happened that they haven't brought up on the show. True. So it's... Good point. It's bizarre to see them... Like her lack of diversity... Yeah. In hiring, 100%. So next week looks amazing, you guys. I can't wait to see what happens. We will um, talk about the pastor's tweets. For those of you that didn't we'll, follow the articles or social media, we will read them to you. We just will make it appropriate with next week's episode. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll post them in the group too. So thank you always, you guys, for listening to us and being here with us as we talk about the episode. If you give us a chance, please give us a five-star review. Yes. We appreciate it. We'll shout you out. Uh, Read it if you want to. Anyways, thank you. Bye.